Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Brothers and sisters, if you are like me, then you are geared up and ready for barbecue season, for graduation party season, for all of the parades, the festivals, concerts that are going to be going on this year. And one of the things that we always have to focus on is staying hydrated. Now, let me let you in on a little secret. One of the best ways you can stay hydrated is with liquid IV. That's right. Those are those convenient little packs that you can pour into your 16-ounce bottle of water. You're going to get hydrated two times faster and more efficiently than just the water by itself. And what's cool is that uh, liquid IV has new flavors like sea berry, strawberry lemonade. They also have the classics like Concord Grape Lemon Lime Pina Colada. Are you kidding me? And don't forget they're packed with five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, vitamin C. More electrolytes, three times more than traditional sports drinks. Now, because you are a Duke Loves Wrestling listener, I got a special deal for you. If you head over to liquidiv.com and you put in the special promo code Duke Loves Wrestling, you're going to save 20%. Okay, that's 20% off your entire order. So what are you waiting for? Visit liquidiv.com, use the special promo code Duke Loves Wrestling, D-U-K-E-L-O-V-E-S-R-A-S-S-L-I-N. Save some money, get yourself some hydration, enjoy life. And now, let's get on with the show. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Happy Boston Marathon Weekend. And welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling Podcast, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. I'm telling you right now, the feeling is electric. In sunny Boston, Massachusetts, folks, we have people from all over the world here to celebrate the Boston Marathon. You know, it's a holiday that we have here. Folks take the day off and they watch the race and just have a good time. Also, it is the 10th anniversary of the tragic Boston Marathon bombing. So there's been a lot of ceremonies and things going on, remembering all of the brave men and women, all the folks who unfortunately lost their lives and what have you, all the people who sacrificed themselves to help save others. So it's a truly um, energetic time here in sunny Boston, Massachusetts. And I hope everyone listening right now is safe, happy, fulfilled, wherever you are in the world. Of course, Duke Loves Wrestling on Facebook, on Twitter, Instagram, DukeLovesWrestling at gmail.com. We have the seven-year anniversary special coming up. Okay, that's later this month. So let me know what you think, man. You know, what do you think's going on out there? How are you feeling about the pro wrestling world, about the MMA world? How are you feeling in general? Let me know. A lot has happened. We know that the WWE 
and Endeavor have uh, decided to do a deal, right? I haven't talked much about this, at least not on the show, but they've decided to do a deal. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, (laughs) the man himself, is going to be the chairman of the board of a new company. And underneath his umbrella, what he will be overseeing as a chairman is both World Wrestling Entertainment and UFC. As you know, Endeavor already owns UFC. So this is a an interesting situation. I, I wonder how that's going to work out. How's Dana White going to feel when Vince McMahon is telling Dana White what he should and shouldn't be doing? How's that going to work out? We'll see. But I, I think that's going to get interesting. Um, definitely, we are going to see some crazy crossovers. And I've been talking to a lot of people about this. I've been talking to a lot of people about this because everyone's upset that Cody Rhodes did not defeat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for the WWE and the Universal uh, World Championships, the Unified Championships. And I, for one, am not sad about it. I think it makes perfect sense. I think it makes perfect sense because now that the WWE and UFC are under the same umbrella, they are run by the same company above them. Now you have crossover events that are going to be mega events like you've never seen before. Think about it. Brock Lesnar. Can you imagine if Brock Lesnar is the universal champion or the WWE champion or the unified champion like Roman Reigns is right now? Can you imagine if Lesnar gets his hand on at least one or all of those belts and then he challenges John Bones Jones? For the UFC World Heavyweight Championship in an MMA fight, mind you. And we just, you know, it's it's a super fight. It's the fight of all ages. It, it'll, it'll be the greatest promoted mixed martial arts fight of all time. Hands down. That's possible. And that, you know, very likely, in my opinion, is going to happen. Some version of that is going to happen. Then you have a guy like Conor McGregor. Can you imagine Conor McGregor? taking on Roman Reigns, whether it be in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, whether it be in Ireland, whether it be at WrestleMania. Can you imagine? Think about it. Notice the name that I didn't mention in any of those scenarios. Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes, you, your arms aren't long enough to box with the gods, brother. Okay? A computer... Kicked you in the butt and took your job, daddy. Okay? You just don't have it. You are the great white hope. You're all draped up in the American flag. You are, you know, going to cure racism. Shun neither. All of that. But you just don't have the star power yet to be on the grandest stage doing the big things like a Roman Reigns, like a Brock Lesnar, like a John Jones, who I can't stand, like a Conor McGregor, who I can't stand. You are not a super megastar like those other four names that I just mentioned. And don't you ever forget it. You are a poor man's Miz. You're a punk. I never liked you. I need you to get rid of your contract, get out of this business and get out of my life, Cody Rhodes. Okay. And a lot of you who are longtime listeners of Duke Loves Wrestling, you're going to say, well, Duke, 
used to say that about Roman Reigns. I don't care if I used to say about Roman Reigns. I used to say that about Roman Reigns because he has longer hair than me, because he has bigger muscles than me, because he has more money in his pocket than me. And yeah, Cody Rhodes may have all those things as well, but that's not the point. He's a punk. I like his wife. I don't like him. I think his kid is cute. I don't like him. I think his sister, Teal, she's interesting. I don't like him. His brother, Dustin, I could take or leave, but I like Dustin's dog. I don't like him. Cody's a punk. I don't like his little stupid moves he does in the ring. I don't like the fact that he tries to kill himself in the ring half the damn time. I don't like the fact that he was out there rapping Tupac songs. I was never a Tupac fan. I love Jay-Z. I enjoyed Biggie Smalls. I was never a Tupac fan. There's a lot of things I don't like about Cody Rhodes. I didn't like his daddy because I'm a Ric Flair fan. So why on earth would I ever root for Cody Rhodes in 2023? He's a punk. He lost. I celebrated. I sat my glorious backside down and giggled (laughs) when he lost. I enjoyed it. And then when Brock Lesnar destroyed Cody Rhodes on Raw, I giggled. (laughs) I enjoyed it. Okay? That's where I'm coming from. I know I got good friends out there like Alfred Kunawa and, and, you know, Adam B. from Foundation Radio. Good men. I respect them. Good friends of mine. But I don't like the fact that they're out here with their little crocodile tears. Not even crocodile tears. These are real tears. With their real tears over Cody Rhodes losing. He's a punk. What are you doing crying over a punk? Do you think he could ever be like Roman Reigns? Is he going to be the top guy? For what? Because of his daddy? His brother was a better wrestler than he'll ever be. What the hell are we doing crying over Cody Rhodes for? I can understand if it was his wife. I'll cry over his wife. She's interesting. I think if anyone ever puts a mic in Brandy Rhodes' hand again, she's going to have to go out there and, and, and do her mic night, open mic night thing again. Because at this point, it's just it's ridiculous. So you might as well go all the way and lean into it. I'll pay money to see that. But Cody Rhodes, I just want to see the guy get beat up. Okay? Xavier Woods. Go get your revenge on Cody Rhodes. Put Xavier Woods and Cody Rhodes in the main event and let Woods beat the daylights out of this guy. And then grab the mic and say, a computer took your job, daddy. Hard times. That's my Dusty Rhodes impersonation. I know I just pissed off the IWC and I don't care. I don't like Cody. I don't like him. Rapping Tupac. What the hell is going on here? Sit down. Goofball your fake blonde hair. You're a brown-haired man. What you doing with with blonde hair? What's wrong with you? Smarten up. Or get out of this business. This is is for superstars. You shouldn't have been in the main event. Huh? Look at me when I'm talking to you, Cody. You shouldn't have been in the main event. Huh? It's for superstars. That should have been The Rock. Cody Rhodes is the reason why The Rock wasn't in the main event. Because somebody convinced Vince... Well, let me take that back. Somebody convinced... Triple H, that somehow, some way, Cody Rhodes was going to be able to, to, to generate as much interest as Dwayne The Rock Johnson would have in that main event. And because we all know Triple H is jealous of The Rock, he couldn't wait to get his blonde hair brethren in the main event. And look what happened. That's what happened, you know, at least in my mind. 
Maybe I'm crazy. Who knows? But I'm telling you right now, Cody, it'll, you will never be champion. Do you understand me? The, the world wrestling entertainment will never put the belt on you. You know why? Because you're a punk. Now go cry about that. Go ahead. Sick of it. You want to leave the company, start your own promotion, and you want to break thrones, you want to talk nonsense, and then you think you can just waltz back in, skip everybody, and become champ? Uh-uh. Not when Roman Reigns, with that fresh set of teeth in his head, he has a whole porcelain toilet set in his mouth. Huh? That man went out and got new teeth. Looks like a superstar, Hollywood star. Huh? Get the Walk of Fame ready for Roman Reigns. You think you're going to replace him? Huh. You can't even replace the Miz, Jack. Sit down. Sick of you. I do like the way Cody dresses, though. He dresses sharp. But other than that, I mean, he's, he's mimicking Ric Flair, which is another disgrace, by the way. Ric Flair used to beat the hell out of your daddy. He broke his leg. He broke his arm. Him and his buddies rubbed your daddy's face into the ground, out-wrestled him, wooed in his face, chopped him. Chop the daylights out of him, and you have the audacity to go around dressing like Ric Flair? What's wrong with you? What's the matter with you? Huh? People crying over Cody Rhodes. Give me a break. It's enough of that. Sick of it. This guy is not championship material. He, he's not it. He don't have it. That's why Brock Lesnar beating the daylights out of him was the right move. Okay? Keep that train going. I want Xavier Woods. I want Bobby Lashley. I want everybody beating up Cody Rhodes next. We're going to job him out. <laughs> job squad. 2.0, Jack. That's the way it should be. That's that's where the money is. That's best for business. Sick of this guy. Cody's selling a lot of merchandise. Yeah, okay. What does that mean? <laughs> you draped him the American flag. You, you made him the great white hope. Of course he's selling a lot of merchandise. You could have done the same thing for Chad Gable. Give me a break. Sit down. Sick of the guy. Sick of him. I, listen, I never liked the guy. He did. You know what, though? I will say this. Cody Rhodes was a gentleman when he did help out the uh, West Middle School kids, made sure they got tickets to a live event. Uh, that was classy of Cody. That's one of the few moments where I have to give the, the, the dog his due. Outside of that, never liked him. He's a punk. Bring back the brown hair and stop acting like you're a blonde. You're not a blonde. Stop it. You think you're a champion. You're, you're not. A, what, what? Sit down. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Let's let's talk about real superstars here. Not like not not a punk who wants to dress like his daddy's biggest rival, which is just confusion. It's just confusion, by the way. He's trying to rip off Ric Flair. He wants to be considered a great wrestler. He wants to dress like Flair. He wants to have it all be about him. He has a great entrance. He wants to be Flair. Guy's a fool. You know, walking around with a hot woman. He's a fool. You're not Ric Flair. You're supposed to be like your daddy. You're supposed to put on a belly. Get punched in the gut a couple times so you have a big bruise and you're supposed to to, to, to to prance around in polka dots and do all that. You ain't supposed to be Ric Flair. You're not Ric Flair. Stop it. Anyway, let's move on to, to actual superstars, people who actually move the needle, make a difference in the world, right? On NXT, we witnessed chapter one of one of the greatest rivalries that you will witness in the history of pro wrestling. I'm telling you right now, 10 years from now, folks, we will still be talking about how fantastic this rivalry is, and it just begun. And I'm going on record and telling you this right now, so when punks 
Like your favorite dirt sheet writers start talking that talk, you just remember that the Duke said it first. Okay? I am talking about <laughs> two ladies who have been my favorites, who I have talked about ad nauseum, who I had begged the WWE to give us a glimpse of, put these two in the ring, and let's make some money, Jack. And they certainly decided to answer the call because you know my good friend Vincent Kennedy McMahon is back in business. He's back on top. You know he listens to the Duke. And that is why we got Tiffany Stratton versus Sol Roca. I'm telling you right now, it was brilliant. It was so wonderful. These two ladies, first of all, they both look like superstars. They carry themselves like superstars. These two ladies, they're athletic. They are far more gifted than they should be at this stage in their wrestling careers. And they put on an instant classic. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sol Roca has a lot to learn. She still has to get her timing down. But Tiffany Stratton has only been in the business, what, a year and a half longer than Roca? And she was leading that match and made them both look like stars, man. I mean, it was, it was just, it was wonderful. It was, it was absolutely wonderful. The match that these two put on and the finish with Tiffany doing that moonsault, the world's best moonsault, world's greatest moonsault, whatever you want to call it, the Christopher Daniels special, the move that he invented. She does it better than Christopher Daniels, by the way, and shout out to Chris Daniels. I saw Christopher Daniels do that move in the main event at the first ROH show when he was in the ring against the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, and Loki, great friend of the show. And I'm telling you right now, Daniels did a damn good job doing that move. But let me tell you something. Tiffany Stratton has the best, the best off the top rope moonsault that you'll ever see. It is so brilliant. It's so perfect. It's so accurate, by the way. Everybody in pro wrestling, whoever even thinks about doing a moonsault, needs to watch Tiffany Stratton do a moonsault. She's already better than all of you combined, period. I don't care what luchador. I don't care how many uh, uh, egg dome main events and stars that Meltzer gave you because you, you, you're Japanese or whatever. You cannot moonsault like Tiffany Stratton. She makes you all look ridiculous. She's fantastic. And Saul Roca, you know, is she Canadian? That's, that, you know, woman of color. Athletic as the day is long. Doesn't know what the hell she's doing in the ring. And she still is better than 99% of the humanoids that we see on TV every week, regardless of what promotion we're talking about. Saul Roca is nothing but money. This little surfer girl gimmick thing that she has going on, it needs a lot of work. <laughs> It needs a lot of work. I think that it is somewhat accurate to who she is, but that ain't gonna. It, it's not. That's not the thing that's gonna make her the money. So we're gonna have to find other aspects of her personality to get the character that is in there out. Like Tiffany Stratton, who has her character worked down pat. She's she's just perfect. So Roka needs to find her character. But let me tell you something, man. They talk about the airport test. When you see, when you walk in the airport and you see this person walk by and you stop everything you do and you look at them, that's who Saul Roca is. She's tall. She's muscled up. She has great hair. She has a presence. Okay. There is something about Saul Roca that is just, it's money. Put her in the main event, make money. She is, she's money. I can't wait to see Saul Roca 
take on Charlotte Flair. And that's that's eventually going to happen, and it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see Tiffany Stratton take on Bianca Belair, which we're going to see that a lot sooner. And that's that's super money. That's that's WrestleMania main event money waiting to happen. Do you understand what I'm saying to you here? These two ladies and Tiffany Stratton and Saul Roca, they are why pro wrestling, the WWE in particular, is going to be printing money, not Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes needs to take lessons from Tiffany Stratton and Saul Roca to find out what real wrestling is all about. You're welcome. You're welcome. They're not going around slamming thrones. They're not going around being yelled at by Arn Anderson. They're just going out there and putting on the best wrestling match that we've seen all week. You're welcome, Cody. You're welcome. And Brock Lesnar didn't have to turn on either one of them for them to get over either, by the way. You're welcome. Tiffany Stratton and Sol Roker, they're the real deal, man. They're the, but I've been telling you this. I've been telling you it's coming. Listen, I felt Tiffany Stratton should have been uh, uh, Rookie of the Year. I'm serious. She got injured. I understand that. But she's fantastic. She's so good in the ring. She's so good. So athletic. And so Roka is just, oh, she's money. Anyway, I love that match. Chapter one of what is going to be one of the greatest feuds of all time. It is going to be making money for the next decade plus. Great job, WWE. Moving on. AEW announced that they are going to put on an event, not just overseas. They're going to be putting on an event, not just in England. They're going to be putting on an event at Wembley Stadium. And they need to find at least 80,000 people so they can say that they sold that place out. Okay. A lot of you out there are, are saying, hey, Huh. I don't think they can do it. There's no way they can they can sell that place out. I'm here to tell you right now, I see a path where Tony Khan and, and Dick Dasterly, a.k.a. Shad Khan, they can sell Wembley Stadium out. I see the path, man. It's clear. I've spoken to some of my, my friends over in England, and after a few things they said to me, I did a little research and I thought about it. It's like, you know what? I see the path. It's pretty clear. You know that they own a soccer team. So what happens if the Fulham FC soccer season ticket holders, what happens if they get a deal on this this AEW event at Wembley Stadium? What if they get a deal on the tickets? What if the season ticket holders get a buy one, get one free? What if the season ticket holders are just given tickets? You can unload twenty to 25,000 tickets just like that for Fulham, right? There you go. Boom. Let's call it 25,000. Done. Shad Khan invests in a multitude of companies. He does a lot of business over in England. What about one of these, these cable satellite companies, whatever, these internet companies? Huh? You mean to tell me Shad Khan doesn't have business with one of them or multiple? <laughs> What if they do a package deal? Some type of deep discount, a buy one, get one free, or what have you. You can unload another 25,000 tickets. Easy. That's 50,000 tickets gone. Gone. 
You just got to do 30,000 more. I'm telling you right now, AEW in England, they can sell 20,000 tickets. I have no doubt about that. They can sell 20,000 tickets. And if that's all they sold, that's impressive by itself. But they can sell 20,000 tickets. And they're going to sell 20,000 tickets. I believe it. That's 70. At least 5,000 people in attendance are going to be a combination of wrestlers, media, special invited guests, and people who work at the stadium doing security, concessions, etc., 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 production. That's about 5,000 tickets. You just got 5,000 more. You're going to hold on to that 5,000 more. Then you're going to say you released more capacity. Try to create some type of sense of urgency. People might buy another two to 3,000 more of those. You just got a couple more thousand. You give those away. Your local, whatever their equivalent boys and girls clubs are, radio giveaways, etc. It's very easy for AEW to move those 80,000. They own enough businesses. They have enough relationships where they will be able to do a bait and switch, a little slide of the hand to make it look like they got it done. And remember, these are quoted as capacity crowd people in attendance. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's the amount of people who paid. And unlike a company like WWE, which is a privately traded, excuse me, publicly traded company, AEW can do whatever the hell they want and get away with it. Who would know? Tony Khan can say whatever he wants. We would we, Listen, if it wasn't for Shad Khan pointing out the fact that Tony Khan wasted money on that silly video game that still hasn't come out, by the way, it still hasn't come out, by the way, it still hasn't come out, by the way, we would still be listening to Tony Khan who keeps claiming that AEW is profitable. Don't ever forget that Shad Khan was the one who blew the whistle and pointed out the fact that AEW was not profitable because Tony Khan foolishly invested into a video game that no one has even played yet because it hasn't even been on sale yet. How many years, Tony? Over three years of development, your game still ain't out. You still haven't gotten a return on that investment. Tony Khan wanted you to believe, and he was using WrestleNomics, hi Brandon, and he was using Dave Meltzer, hi Juicy Juice, to sit there and make it seem like AEW is profitable. He can say whatever he wants. Eric Bischoff points this out all the time. Tony can say whatever he wants because we never get to see the books. <laughs> Tony can say, we generated over $300 million last year. Well, what were your expenses? We never get to see the books. We don't know. Huh. Of course they're going to sell out Wembley Stadium, quote unquote. Meanwhile, how many of those were papered? Deep discounts. BOGOs. Buy one, get one. That's, the, I mean, hey, if you care about that sort of thing. So don't sit there and tell me, eh, you know, on the pre-sale, 32,000 to 45,000 people on the pre-sale. Give me a break. How many of those companies are owned by Tony and Shad? Shoddy, shoddy, we like to party. How many of those companies? Huh? Don't sit here and bait and switch me. Don't put lipstick on a pig. And I hear it go oink, oink and tell me that that's a mermaid. Stop it. What are we doing here? I know what's going to happen. Listen, there is the, if, if AEW could legitimately sell out an $80,000, 80,000 seat arena, don't you think they would have done that already? 
the biggest event they ever had up to this point is when they did a little over 20,000 at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York. They haven't even seen close to that since, or even before that, by the way. They can barely sell out four and 5,000 uh, seat places at this point. Who in that company can draw 80,000 people, or even a large bulk of that, even half that much? Who? Who can do it? Who's being presented as a big enough star to do that? What's that main event looking like? Huh? <laughs> AEW's going to do a, a, a WrestleMania-sized crowd? Yeah, they're just going to have to give a lot of deep discounts, play a lot of big-time games to make it look like that. Perception. But could they legitimately do it? Hell no. Nobody even watches. They can't even get a million viewers each week on TV. How the hell are they going to sell out an 80000 seat arena on its own without playing games. Stop it. Stop it right now. We know the game. Stop it. I read the book. I have a membership card. <laughs> I'm not just a, a, a client. I'm, I'm not just the president. I'm also a client. Huh? I know the game. Stop it. We know that they're not really going to sell out, but they're going to say they sold out and they're going to make it seem whatever. And we don't see the book, so we don't know. And they're going to use their propaganda arms like Dave Meltzer and Brandon Howard Thurston III on WrestleNomics Radio. We know what they're going to do. They're going to get people like Paywall Jesus and his band of, of, of worshipers to spread the gospel of nonsense. We know that. I just, I just want Tony Khan to be, you know, we're not going to take it anymore and have the bug eyed and stuff like that. I want that Tony Khan. I don't, I don't want, listen, I don't want sober, quiet, um, you know, properly medicated Tony. I want the crazy Tony. I want Mr. McTony. I want to see ridiculousness. I want to see a whole car crash at this point. We know the place is a disaster, so let's just show it to this This knucklehead, Tony. He's got Britt Baker, who's a scumbag in my opinion. He's got Britt Baker running down Thunder Rosa, saying the most ridiculous things about her because she's upset that Thunder Rosa had the audacity to be injured and not show up to AEW to hang out backstage and cater and doing nothing. She can cut promos. Well, who the hell can cut promos in that women's division when you're the one with a mic in your hand all the time, Britt? Stop it. Is your segment getting cut? For the past year, so 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 Thunder Rosa can speak. Stop it. Stop it. They got a stupid reality show that is basically the Britt Baker show. All she does is try to talk about how great she is, and, and she just looks like a scumbag because it's clear that she's a mean person. It's clear. Go ahead and complain about my opinion. I dare you. It's clear. She's a mean person. The emotional abuse that Thunder Rosa endures in that place. I'm, I, I don't understand. And I, I look, if that was me, <laughs> the lawsuit, I, look, Shad Khan would have to give me his mustache, okay? He wouldn't be able to afford to buy clippers anymore because the amount of money I'd get out of that guy, the amount of discrimination, a bunch of little white girls sitting there talking about the poor Mexican lady, stop it. It's embarrassing what's going on in that company right now, what they're they're presenting to the world, by the way. And look, this is not 
oh, it's just a storyline. It's not a storyline, folks. Thunder Rosa's enduring some pretty terrible things at the hands of that company, and I've been saying it all along. And I'm not going to stop talking about it because I think it's embarrassing. And I think Tony Khan is the biggest, he's the, he's the king of the scumbags for allowing this to happen. That's my opinion. <laughs> Why is Britt Baker targeting and harassing Thunder Rosa? Well, well, she she's the interim cha- she's a champion, and now you know Tony Storm has to be interim champion. So what? That's to- that's that's Tony Khan's opinion. That's his decision to make. Were you complaining when CM Punk was holding up the belt and they did an interim championship, and and and, and Moxley was the interim champion? Were you complaining about that, Britt Baker? Scumbag! <laughs> Give me a break. Wait, who's managing in that place? And why are they allowing people to target other people and then parading it and literally marketing entire shows surrounded around this concept of Thunder Rosa is is evil, is bad, should be berated, should be ganged up on. Because Britt Baker is upset that she's not showing up to work to be emotionally abused. While she's injured. What a scumbag. What a scumbag. That's who you hang your hat on, Tony? Stop it. I don't care. People are going to cancel me for saying what I'm saying. I don't care. Let me tell you something. Right is right and wrong is wrong. You don't sit there and think it's acceptable for somebody to target somebody and harass them the way that Britt Baker's been treating Thunder Rosa. And for Soraya, (laughs) Jamie Hayter, Tony Storm, who's nodding off all the time. She looks like she's heavily under something. I don't know what it is. I hope it's prescription medication that's being taken properly. She looks like she's on some kind of tranquilizer, in my opinion. Somebody's going to be very upset that I said that. I don't care. That's what it looks like. The woman literally looks like she's in a friggin' doped up nod. Huh? Are you kidding me? That's what she looks like. And they're over here picking on Thunder Rosa. What is going on out there? What is going on? I don't know. Whatever. Listen. I'm going to tell you right now, folks. That company is never going to turn around and move in the direction that needs to turn in when they have things like that happening. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I think it's disgraceful. I think that people do not deserve to be harassed and targeted, and picked on, not just at work, but then they turn it into a whole campaign. And let me tell you something. Anyone who who listens to anything I say on this show, you know, I've never told you to go harass anybody or pick on them or give them a hard time. I give my opinion, and I stand firm alone, by the way, and I tell you, my my take is my take. And if you, if you listen to this show, you notice that when I'm taking a hard line and pointing out something, I'm usually defending somebody. Right. My take on the Cody Rhodes character <laughs> is my take on the Cody Rhodes character. And there's, there's a lot of tongue in cheek in that. But this whole Brit Breaker thing, I, I really mean it. I, I think she's she's literally conducting herself like a scumbag. The way she's treating Thunder Rosa. Somebody has to say something about that. So many people are just letting it just role because they don't want to look like they are somehow going against the narrative. 
because we know that Britt Baker and Tony Khan are close with each other. Clearly they are. That's why Tony's letting her do whatever she wants. And I wonder about Adam Cole. What kind of man are you where your woman is out there talking about somebody else and and bullying them and, and targeting them that way? Adam Cole, you're not like that. I paid attention to the way that you presented yourself through the years. I paid attention to what people say about you. You're not like that. What kind of man are you where this is your woman and she's out there talking about people like that and treating them that way? At what point do you step in and say, hey, stop treating her that way? That's not right. That's not what we do here. What the hell is wrong with you, Adam Cole? Listen, I'm not here to make friends. I'm not here to make people feel better about anything. I don't give a damn. Right is right and wrong is wrong. Every episode of this show, I say, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others, right? What Britt Baker is doing at Thunder Rosa is not kind. She's targeting and harassing this woman. And I, I, I wonder if it has anything to do with some kind of nationalism, racism. What is going on? Meanwhile, where is the leadership in that company? Somebody call Shad Khan and ask him what the hell is wrong with his son, that he's allowing people to, to sit there and harass other people like that in that company. It is a crap show. Yeah, they're going to sell out Wembley Stadium. It's not going to be legit. They're putting all their eggs in the, in, the, in the Britt Baker basket who goes around harassing her fellow women wrestlers in real life. <laughs> what a joke. What a joke. Anyway, Duke Loves Wrestling on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, Gmail. Old nine yards. I'm going to get canceled for this. I know I am. That's okay. You need to stand up for something and be consistent. And as we approach the seven-year anniversary of Duke Loves Wrestling, if there's one thing that I, I have advocated for, damn, come on now. How much have I advocated for in this show? My, my stance on things have been very consistent. I don't believe in what they're doing over there, especially what they're doing at Thunder Rosa. I think it's wrong. And forget about Thunder Rosa. You could, you could take her out and put anybody in that spot. It's wrong. I don't like bullies, man. I really don't. When I was a kid and I saw somebody being bullied, I'd step in. End that. Squash that. We ain't doing that here. So I'll be damned as a grown man to sit there and not speak up when I see something so terrible happening. And my question is, where is your voice? Don't do it for me. Don't even do it for Thunder Rosa. Do it because you care about pro wrestling and you want to see a healthy community. That's the thing. A lot of these folks, you know, y'all, y'all sit there and you act like you care about something. You act like you stand for something. But then, you know, <laughs> when it comes time to actually speak up. Well, as Rick Ross would say. I think, you know, what, we, what that means. Yeah. Anyway, be kind to yourselves and be kind to others. Huh. Get canceled for this one, too. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. <laughs>